Don't look back because the market is closed. Good uh, Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with your daily VR Investing Podcast. Going to be uh, flying a little blind today. We lost power uh, here at the office about uh, 15 minutes ago. Waited for it to come back on. Doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, so we're going to uh, do it the old-fashioned way. Some handwritten notes. And uh, you know what? This is my favorite way to do it anyway. Hope you're all having a good day. What a crazy, uh, what a crazy week. What a... What a sadly depressing week, this humiliating week this has been for the United States, for us, for Americans, that you know, we're good people, we work hard, we uh, we do our part, you know, and then uh, we have a government that implodes like this. And it's hard to watch, frankly, what's happening. And I think I think you, I think everyone's going to feel this way, to tell you the truth. It's hard to watch what's happening right now without thinking that it's intentional. How do you make these kind of mistakes that, that the team Biden and our top military brass are making in Afghanistan without it being intentional? Because these are these are Barney Fife mistakes. These are that bad, right? These are Jethro Bodine mistakes. Uh, today, uh, the uh, State Department spokesperson uh, Kirby asked, how many Americans are still left in country? I don't know was his answer. How do you not know that? How is that not known? If you're in Afghanistan, everybody that works on behalf of America knows you are there. That headcount's not hard to find. Also today, and I just have to mention a couple of these things. Uh, the question was asked by by the way. Our, our finally, our media is growing a set of balls. Uh, they're finally getting. They're frustrated. They realize something's something's up here, and now they're turning on their partners. In crime, uh, which is the deep state, uh, the, uh, the the permanent ruling class, which the media works with and for, but now I think even they're saying, you know, to hell with this. This is this is messed up. The question asked today by a veteran reporter to a, a state to a state department rep was, "Wait a minute, no, to a, excuse me, to a general was, wait a minute, we're getting reports that British special forces." are going through the countryside of in Afghanistan and pulling their people out, taking them safely and securely to the airport to bring them back home. Why are we doing this? And, and, and if not, why not? And the answer from the general was, no, we're not doing that. We have one mission, that's to protect the airport. We don't have the, the capability to do anything but that. There's something very messed up about this, folks. Uh, world leaders are blasting. Uh, the Biden, Biden himself over this, uh, calling it uh, today uh, resolutely a human, humiliating surrender. That is Afghanistan. The UK Parliament just censored Biden and held him, is holding him in contempt over his quote unquote Afghan uh, Afghanistan de- uh, catastrophe. And uh, Angela Merkel's successor quote called it today the greatest debacle since the founding of NATO. So this is being recognized the world over, even as Biden says, oh, this is things are going to plan here. Uh, this We're not surprised by this. And this is, uh, you know, we're ready for this. Uh, the world knows this is uh, this is a complete disaster. It may well turn into a humanitarian disaster. These these Americans and, and others are essentially being held hostage. Are they not? Are, are they are they not being held hostage by the Taliban? If you were the Taliban, wouldn't you talk about the ultimate bargaining chip? How much money can they demand? To get ten thousand Americans back, or whatever the final number ones up being, if God God forbid that 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 actually happens, but you know our administration seems way too um, uncaring 
about the uh, the possibility of, of absolute disaster unfolding in, in Afghanistan. These early reports of, of murders and killings happening throughout the country, uh, lists being built, going door to door, finding out who the collaborators were with America and our allies. This is, uh, this is not good. Uh, but uh, we are here to make money and talk about the markets. But f- frankly, uh, many times uh, politics, geopolitics uh, uh, intertwine with uh, economics and investing. And that's what we're seeing right now. A lot of this market uh, anxiety we're seeing coming from this because, look, the market's overbought. There's no question about that. Had a hell of a run. We've, markets have doubled. The SP 500 has doubled uh, from the uh, uh, 323.20. Uh, coronavirus insanity lows. Uh, it should be a surprise to no one that we're correcting lower. Uh, if you've been joining us here, we've been telling you that the, uh, we've lowered our ratings. Very, very investing system has, uh, has 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 gone down a notch. Not a huge deal, but we also have taken profits in several positions over the last couple of months because the internals have just been terrible. It's the first thing we notice. The internals, when the markets are hitting all time highs, but your internals are two to one negative. That's a that's not good. That's not good. Um, and uh, they were a little better yesterday, but they've been by and large terrible. They were bad again today. So we've been noticing that. We've also, of course, been noticing that this is seasonally speaking the worst time to be in the market. It's talking about August, September. You could say maybe even first part of, of October, but really August, September. T- this 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 time frame right here is typically not friendly to investors. So you got that. And of course, now you've got the anxiety of the Federal Reserve, which is not deserved. The Federal Reserve, okay? Everybody's talking about the FOMC minutes from yesterday. Listen, hear me on this, folks. Those minutes were taken at their July meeting when they said, we are planning to start tapering, you know, uh, which has got people worked up. That was before we had uh, this over the past week, we had the uh, consumer confidence readings that imploded. Empire... Uh, 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 Empire Manufacturing re- uh, cons- uh, sentiment readings that imploded by the most ever on record. That happened on Monday, I believe. And retail sales of this week were a disaster as well. All of that happened before or after they made their comments about tapering. I, I just, we'll just repeat what we said here. I'll repeat what we said here. Todd and I both have said this for a very long time. There will be very little, if any, tapering next year. It's an, it's an election year. Uh, Democrats are going to need all the help they can get. Joe Biden has the coward in chief we have is has no coattails to ride. Uh, Dems are going to need all the help they can get. And trust me when I tell you, as history backs us up fully, the Federal Reserve and Democrats are one in the same. Um, and again, that's not just me uh, being a, 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 a conservative, but I'm actually an independent. That's history speaking, folks. That's history speaking, right? The Fed raised rates. One time under, a Brock, uh, under Obama over eight years. Uh, the Fed raised rates eight times within Trump's just first two years. Under George W. Bush, and, and by the way, wow, what a, does everything this guy touches turn to complete shit. What a, what a terrible president uh, and stain on America George W. Bush has been, especially now that Afghanistan has fallen apart. But the Federal Reserve did raise rates 17 straight times from 2004 to 2006. In case you're wondering, how did the housing market really collapse? What what brought on our financial crisis and a great recession, which was really a two to three year depression? Well, 
17 straight rate hikes in two years. Yep, that, that'll, that'll cause mortgage companies and, and your uh, housing market to implode pretty quick. And, of course, with the leverage in place, uh, they knew what was going to happen. Uh, but, again, with, with, with Democrats needing desperately needing help next year, the odds of any significant tapering are slim to none, and slim has left the building. Uh, just take that one to the bank, folks. We're going to have more QE. It's going to be QE infinity. We have financial engineering that's out of the bottle. This genie is not going to be put back in the bottle. This is our new way of life. This is the way uh, our financial masters of the universe are doing their thing and will continue to do their thing until the whole thing blows up. We're actually optimistic, by the way. You know, Again, we're still very bullish long-term. Uh, we're very bullish medium term. We just believe we're in for a period of some rockiness, some profit taking. And we love the fact that, man, has everybody gotten bullish quick? Tyler talked about this yesterday. Everybody's calling now for a 10 to 20% correction. Uh, we're three days away from all time highs. Fear and greed index just hit 25, which is extreme fear. Again, we're three days away from all time highs. As a contrarian, this is exactly the kind of action you want to see. We want to see more of it, a lot more fear built up. And then we're building our shopping list to take advantage of that because this market's going a whole lot higher. Um, it's interesting, too, though, because, yeah, we're hitting all time highs, but there's been real damage done underneath the surface here. The average stock, and this is with thanks to Bespoke that came out with this great report today, the average stock in the S&P 1500, okay, which is uh, includes your largest companies and your largest small cap companies, by the way. Uh, S&P 1500 is a great uh, a guidebook to go off of. The average stock in the S&P 1500 is down 15.8% from its highs. That tells you there's been damage done here. We know that by, because, what what is it, 50% of all stocks uh, and the S P five hundred are trading below uh, their fifty day moving average, and uh, there's been damage done to the two hundred day as well. So we know that there's been internal uh, an internal correction taking place here. Uh, and again, this is this is the way that these corrections tend to happen. It begins internally with uh, with with everything but your big mega caps correcting, and they're the last to go. But when they give up the ghost. Then you can have a flush event, a, a capitulation kind of event. That's what we're looking for uh, before we get aggressive on the buy side again. It's just one of those. It's just one of those times to be patient, and we don't think it's time to catch a knife, falling knife here. That's our view, and uh, that's how that's we're approaching it. Uh, also, we saw today, interesting utilities, only group today hit an all time high, defensive, 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 right? And that tells you again they're the largest borrowers of capital. That means rates are going down. Again, the Fed's not going to taper. Rates are going to keep going lower. The 10 years down to 1.24%. We believe it's going below 1% again, ultimately going into negative territory. Because again, this is the way. Financial engineering, rates have been going lower for 40 years. What has changed? Okay, This is a repeating pattern of substance and significance. Right? You can't find a more serious and uh, statistically likely repeating pattern than lower interest rates. But most people are calling for higher rates. Help us explain that one, folks. I think it's one of the advantages, frankly, of being in, uh, in Sugarland, Texas, instead of New York, seeing the forest for the trees. Uh, also, uh, you know, these internals have been awful, but these SPACs are collapsing. These SPACs are collapsing. Um, uh, uh, and the reason that's, that's important is that these SPACs, which again, most of these companies should never have gone public, certainly not at the valuations they went public at, uh, they, they they don't trade once. They trade, trade three times. It's crazy, right? They trade the common stock, 
and they also have that's part of a unit, and then they have warrants. These are all they all they all have three components. So when they fall apart, they fall apart at three times on the internals. That explains why these internals have been so crappy. At least a big part of the reason. We didn't touch these packs. Uh, we were a little jealous at first, but it didn't make a lot of sense to us. The valuation is just too rich. Uh, it's frankly kind of amazing our markets didn't crash with the, all the SPACs that went public, but we need that flush. There'll be some great values in these SPACs. There'll be, and I'm sure some are right now. But, but as a group, when they're hitting all-time lows, this is not that time. This is not that time to catch a falling knife. But again, it does help to explain these horrible internals we've had. Um, put call ratio today was better than one almost the entire day. I think every every report they they update every thirty minutes. I think every report from the CBOE was that uh, was except for one was a put call reading above one. People are buying puts now. Again, that's what you want to see. That's a sign of a market that's getting fearful. Uh, that's very good. As I mentioned earlier, fear and greed index at 25, extreme fear. Also today, IWM, I, the Russell 2000 ETF broke below its 200-day moving average. We're getting interested. Like we, this is this is this is when we start licking our chops. We love buying ETFs and sectors when they're trading at their 200-day moving average. I only say that we're probably not going to act quite yet, again, because everything else is falling knife. We're looking for a flush event. And and, and frankly, as Tyler just reminded me before this podcast, small caps have been trading like death for a long time, as has China. All, new new lows in China today as well. And K-Web, their internet ETF just continues to to uh, to, to break down. Uh, their new uh, a small cap a, 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 a tech ETF now trading at all-time low. Um uh, the SEC's uh, Gary Gensler, the chairman there, was on uh, uh, TV again this morning just blasting Chinese stocks, warning U.S. investors not – they're telling you don't buy these stocks, right? They're, they're confirming everything that Trump said. Avoid this group. Uh, and so that's happening. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're avoiding China. There will be some opportunities there, but, boy, wouldn't it be great to see them have a, a loss two decades like Japan had? Uh, haven't they earned that right after uh, – uh, unleashing unleashing uh, coronavirus insanity on the world. Um, just real quick, another concern about the markets. By the way, earnings have been fantastic. Wow, coming in at like ninety two percent year over year growth, uh, and we believe the third quarter is going to be just smashing as well. That's a very bullish thing. Uh, a concern about now that Biden is uh, being blown out of the water as uh, the uh, the uh, the fake president, the faux president that he's always been. Again, rigged election completely, 100%. Who voted for this guy? Nobody. Uh, by nobody, I mean about 20 million fewer people than they actually reported. Uh, but how's he going to get his stimulus deals passed now? Infrastructure deals. He's got no coattails. He, he, he's like, he, he's got like, he's got like legitimate coronavirus. Nobody wants to be near this guy. He's got the plague. That's a problem, potentially. Again, another reason the markets could be soft here. Uh, they may have a lot of stimulus. It just simply doesn't get passed. That's, by the way, that's a very good thing longer term. And it's also probably a very good thing for these inflationary readings, uh, short and longer term. Uh, now, commodity uh, internals, three to one negative today. I don't have that screen in front of me, but I know three to one negative, terrible readings. We had like 280 stocks. NASDAQ today hit new 52-week lows. Folks, that's just not a good sign. Again, Catching a falling knife, we believe, is a risky proposition here. Uh, Dow today down 66. SP of 100 up 5. NASDAQ up 15. R2K down 1.3%. Again, we are 
We're waiting. Gold today, commodity watch. Gold today uh, down a dollar fifty-five an ounce at seventeen eighty-two. Silver down twenty-eight cents at twenty-three twenty-one. Copper down almost two percent today. Again, Doctor Copper telling you growth is a problem. This is Obama's. This is Obama's third term. We really should be surprised by this, but we're going to need a lot more stimulus, or uh, or we're talking about maybe a deeper a deeper correction in the markets. Uh, copper, 403 a pound. Oil today, again, here we go. Gro- growth concerns down 2%, down $1.32 a barrel at 63.89. And finally on the day, Bitcoin backing off now, uh, still at 46,497, but that's just about uh, $800 above its uh, 200 day moving average. It's really been right at that level. Uh, we're going to we're going to hold off before we repurchase Bitcoin here. Folks, as always, appreciate you uh, joining us here today. And I uh, hope you had a good day. Hope you have a great night. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.